know what's funny, Jerry, is we will have Dr. Murray Cohen on, infectious disease specialist, formerly of the CDC, and I'll I'll tweet something he mentions in an interview, and someone will go, who's your source? And I'll go, well, Dr. Murray Cohn, who is your source? And Dr. Murray Cohn <laughs> joins us right now. How are you, Dr. Hello, Morning. Doc? Morning, Torgale. Good to see you. Good morning to you. You know, I was reading yesterday about the pandemic of 1918, and it's so bizarre. Here we are 100 years later, and it could have been written yesterday about the the parents, one of the kids, thought they were safer back in school and everything. Has... It, the 1918 pandemic aside, when is the last pandemic? When is the last? Would it have been during Obama? When was the SARS thing? Well, SARS was in 2003, so that was um, is- President W. Uh, we did have the swine flu, swine flu pandemic in 2009. That was Obama. We also had a couple of avian influenza outbreaks in um, 68 and 97. So did so those? This is, this is this is not news to us. Okay, but I mean the the reason why this pandemic coronavirus it's obviously much much worse, or is it just the reaction to it? The viruses oh, are no, pretty much the same. No, no, no. It's very much worse. Okay, it's yeah. Worse. Be, it's, it's worse because the virus itself is worse. This is a much nastier virus. I guess that's the uh, technical scientific term, um, and also. It's just so highly communicable. It spreads so easily. We uh, we dodged a bullet in uh, what we now call SARS one, but SARS, because it turns out it really wasn't that easy to catch when you were exposed. Um, just just the natural history of the the virus itself. Uh, it it didn't figure out the human immune system as well as its uh, baby brother has this time. Hey, Dr. Cohn, have you read the European CDC study on children in school settings? Yeah, thanks for sending that over. That's uh, uh, kind of typical for a, it's not a study so much as it is a review article of pretty much everything, uh, you know, from the public in the last six months that's known about the topic. They did a pretty good job. Let me bring up a couple things and I want to get your take on it, okay? Uh, sure. Child-to-child transmission in schools is is uncommon, not the primary cause of COVID infection in children. Uh, another thing in this is reopening schools has not been associated with significant increases in the community. And then another one, that there's not strong indications that children-to-adult transmission, whether in schools or in other set- settings. Is that kind of what you're, you're hearing, too? Well, I think that's kind of a yes and no. For example, um, when you really look at uh, not just reading the summary article, but go into the studies themselves, I did spend some time yesterday looking at some of those. The notion that it's not spread, or or the data upon which the conclusion is drawn that it's not spread between children or among children in schools, doesn't take into account asymptomatic spreading. Yes. Because you don't know, yeah. So we don't know. So there may well be you know, pretty common, and in fact, a huge amount of asymptomatic spreading. You know, then the question that's asked is, you know, so what? Well, what does that matter in terms of then spreading to adults in school or when they go back home? And that's a very big question. We don't know that. So, so that's that's one thing. Um, Also, the it was funny they they did have a couple of papers cited from studies in Israel, and I'm very familiar with uh, the Israel case. I've studied that and 
and worked with some folks over there over the last several months. Okay. And in fact, Israel was one of the countries that early on seemed to have beaten the virus, very much like South Korea and you know, Singapore were. But then when they opened the schools, <clears throat> uh, COVID-19 exploded again. So I don't think that the way that that is portrayed in the particular article you're referring to, the paper you're referring to, is exactly, exactly accurate. I mean, it's been a real problem reopening the schools in Israel. Now, I think my real take on that, on that study, um, well, first of all, you've got to look at, at what's it going to mean for us in the United States. And there's a real huge caveat there. And that is, in those countries, they do a much better job at testing. They have had a much more robust public health uh, response with testing and contact tracing than we have in the United States. So that's going to underlie any conclusions of what works in Europe as compared to what might work here. But beyond that, um, they made the case, and this they here is the European CDC. It's the headquarters in Brussels. It's a well-regarded institution, uh, good, good, solid science. Um, you know, they make the case that we probably ought to reopen schools if our only concern is COVID. Uh, my own take, since you asked, is and we talked about this, I think, last time I was on, we got we, we to go to school. Kids got to go to school. I mean, there's just so many things besides the infection at play here. Yeah. In terms of their mental health, uh, you know, the mental health of their parents, uh, just the whole structure of society is built around kids being in school. So we've got huge implications not being in school, but we have to go into it knowing what the risks are and preparing for the consequences and preventing as best we can those consequences, especially uh, the uh, the safety of the adults in the schools. And that brings to mind the uh, the vaccine. What do you hear the latest on? I mean, we have four different uh, drug manufacturers here in the all state. vying for it. China says, "Oh, there you are, Chris." Yeah. Uh, China says they have one. Russia says they have one. Yesterday, Australia's prime minister, with the exception of medical exemptions says that the vaccine will be compulsory. So is that a, and it's a big fight today in Australia. Do you think we will be having that same fight in this country in six, eight months? First of all, more to the point, Christy, I thought you were off today. I oh, know, <laughs> right here. Go I, ahead, Doug, I, go ahead. Casey told me you get off anytime I'm going to be on. Ah, no. It's just, understand, <laughs> understand, I'm in a completely different room. I'm not in the same room, so when we have to rely on eye contact with each other, we can't do it. So I just kind of sit back and wait my turn. It, it could be a different type of getting off, Dr. Cohen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh now, come on. <laughs> no, Sorry, but, Doc. But back to the compulsory <laughs> vaccine. The, the, hey. Hey, hey, Jerry. Yes, I'm sir. A body flu- I'm a body fluids doc. I'm used to women. Oh, okay. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good we're, to know. Yeah, we're- <laughs> All right, okay. then. Let's, let's, let's talk about vaccines. And, I mean, vaccines not only is a bigger picture, it's probably the biggest picture. The answer, does Russia have one? Apparently, yes. Uh, we're pretty certain that China also has one. Yes. Do we have any evidence that it's going to work or be safe? No. Uh, what's the over-under on that? Yeah, <laughs> I right. I, I, I bet on the under. <laughs> but if Pfizer comes out with one or Moderna, I mean, is it? can the government force every citizen to take a vaccine? I just can't imagine that happening. 
Well, not here. No. And and there's an important history of that. Um, actually, the whole history of how we do vaccinology, if you will, in this country goes back to the swine flu um, purported outbreak in 1975 when Gerald Ford was president. Um, I mean, it was a disaster. We had predicted this terrible swine flu outbreak because of an outbreak uh, uh, in uh, uh, an army base in New Jersey. And we, we did have compulsory vaccines. So we put a vaccine together in a hurry, and this was just going to be 1918 all over again. And we vaccinated everybody um, in a short period of time. I remember, in fact, President Ford went on TV quite famously and rolled up his sleeve and had a public health service nurse give him the shot. Yeah. And everybody in America, this is good. Well, then it turns out we didn't have an outbreak. It was a, there, there's no disease. It just it, it died out, you know, in the Army yeah. base in New Jersey. But we had a couple of hundred people paralyzed or killed from the vaccine. And ah. and you know what, Dr. Cohen, it's interesting you bring that up because Torg and I both suffered from Guillain-Barre syndrome that does have links to that swine flu vaccine. And I remember getting it in the 70s. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the number that was the number one paralytic yep. um, side effect. So so here we have a really important philosophical and political question. What role does the government have to force people to take something that that, in fact, may harm them, especially when it turns out that they wouldn't have had any harm if they hadn't taken it. So so that's why it's not going to work in this country. Um, there's plenty of countries, though, that will have it mandatory, I'm sure. And I have every reason to believe that they will suffer similar consequences mm. because that's just how biology works. Okay. Yeah. Let's go, let's go back, though. Yes, some really good questions, sort of vaccines. What is that going to mean? And I think one of the main things I find myself talking about these days is you know, people have this, um, I think, uh, unrealistic sense of the great savior the vaccine's going to be, because that's kind of the way it's been discussed. You know, even my, my friend Tony Fauci says that, well, as soon as we have a vaccine, you know, we're going to get control of this. Get a let's shot, about, and then we can all go to concerts. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Let's talk about what this really means. First of all, there's going to be a lot of vaccines, not one vaccine. Even right now, we're getting flu vaccines. There's three different vaccines, depending on what age you are. And they're kind of designed that way, or they, they make the vaccine and then they test it and they see, oh, this one works particularly well over age 65. This one only works in kids. So, so you design or you deploy these vaccines for specific populations, even with the flu. It's going to be the same thing. We're going to have a lot of vaccines because there's a lot of manufacturers, a lot of R&D. They're not going to all work the same way. They're not built on the same biological platform. What do I mean by that? Some of them are, are called attenuated viruses, live viruses that have been made weakened. That's the way smallpox vaccine works, for example. They're going to be dead virus vaccines. So you've got the genetic material, but it's not viable, but it's still stimulating a response. That's the way the polio vaccine works. Um, we're going to have what's what's now the new thing is these DNA vaccines, which have been theorized for years, but we've never actually had one successfully work. We probably are going to have some of them work now, which are essentially genetically engineered fragments of DNA or RNA in this case with, with this virus um, that then stimulate an immune response. So there's a lot of different vaccines and they're going to work a lot okay. differently in a lot of different people. And we've got 8 billion people in the world that have to be vaccinated. Yeah, it's not so going to be a magic bullet, right? Well, no, and it's going to take a couple of years to deploy. Yeah. So, so, and in fact, I, I think 
the first ones that come out um, clearly are going to be used for um, hospital workers, first responders. First responders, yeah. Those, those folks got to get it first. And there's a pretty good chance that maybe six months later, a better one will come out, and then those people will get, you know, get that one too. Hey, Dr. Cohn, so, you mentioned you mentioned with the kids about the they need to go to school because of the risks of depression and so on, different things. In Ohio, I don't know if you know if you know, but they closed the bars at ten, thinking that COVID only comes out at ten. Uh, there was a study that almost half the bars are going to be shut down in Ohio by the end of the year because of these rulings. Some are closed Monday through Thursday. Uh, what, people are wearing masks here. The numbers are about five to seven hundred a day. At what point do we start weighing that? Hey, we're going to lose a lot of business. People are going to be out on the streets. What's your thought on closing bars from ten to two? Is it the right thing to do to keep this down, or should we try to, since it's not going away, try to keep the economy going a little bit? Well, I'm a great fan of bars, and I'm a great fan of the economy. Um, but you know, people have behaved badly. And, and this is kind of a consequence of that. Um, you know, public health is not the only factor in making decisions, obviously. You know, um, but it's a, it's a pretty critical factor. Now, you talked about 1918. You know, look back at these major pandemics. There were lots of changes in society as a result of these pandemics. And so we are going to have a lot of changes in our society as well. Um, my crystal ball gets real fuzzy past breakfast today. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you exactly what these changes are going to be, but I can, I can predict a few of them. Okay. I don't know about them. I bet I mask, know. mask wearing is going to be something that's going to continue way after this is over. Absolutely. I yeah. think designer masks are the fashion trend of the future. I think we're going to see masks matching shoes. Yep. <laughs> all, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the handshake at work is gone. I think, uh, you know, Euro kissing, greeting at the airport is gone. Well, maybe those fools in Europe, but that's not going to happen here. Mm -hmm. But Um, Dr. Cohen, I'm a drunk hugger. Does that mean I can't do that anymore? Thank God. (laughs) Christy, we have a lot in common. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Murray Cohen's a drunk hugger. (laughs) I wasn't expecting to hear that. No, no, I'm a drunk hugger. That's the one thing I'm going to miss. Hey, Dr. Cohen, uh... (laughs) I, I, I prefer, I'm more of an ethnic hugger. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. <laughs> but, 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 I'm, but, but, you know, it's, it's, my lifestyle's changed. This is major, major change, major difference. But yeah. it's gone. It's yeah. just gone. Goggles? Do we got to go goggles? Mm. Goggles. Um, what what a great fashion trend that would be. I'm thinking, you know, Snoopy and the Red Baron. Yeah, Kareem <laughs> um, Abdul. Um, you know, since many of us wear glasses anyway, uh, they're pretty effective. Good. Um, I, I think, you know, are, are people going to start wearing what are called spectacles? You know, the, the glasses that don't, you know, it's just plain old glass. It doesn't have any refraction in them. Maybe. Probably a good idea. That was one of the things here All when right. they were opening schools. They said the face shields, the kids can't wear the face shields. Those are not as, as effective as wearing an actual mask. Well, it's it's a different kind of an effect. I mean, what it's doing is protecting your eyes, Mm -hmm. protecting your inhalation at all. Um, Which actually brings up, you had a a speaker on earlier, like yesterday, maybe it's today about gators. Some guy talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of gators. Uh, I'm kind of uh, ticked off that, you know, gators got a bad rap because of near as I can tell one silly little, not even a study, an experiment that was done um, 
the purpose of which was to demonstrate kind of a high school laboratory level of being able to um, visualize um, uh, and take you know, pictures, photomicrographs of, uh, of dispersion of particles. And I stopped wearing and, mine because of that study. Well, um, I wear mine. Um, I will tell you that the, the, the actual problems with gators are a lot of them are, are made out of spandex or polyester. So thin, than, yeah. Ra- rather than cotton. And cotton is a better matrix. You want cotton, or at least a majority cotton material. But also you want to double-folded you know, double fold over your nose and mouth. So you can stretch it up over and not do that, and it's not very effective. But you can stretch it over and double-fold it over, and it's just as good as a mask. Mm. Personally, I wear hearing aids, and I wear glasses. And I don't have enough real estate behind my ears to stretch, you know, loops for a mask. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> hey, can you get, let's say I take a girl home from the bar at 10 o'clock at night and she has the, the virus and she doesn't know it and we have sex. If it goes in your eyes, your ears, your mouth, those droplets, and then you get the, the virus, can I get it through my, uh, you know, my my thing? <laughs> Okay. No. Look at the time. <laughs> I'm just wondering. You're the body liquid expert. <laughs> but but there's, there's, a very, there's actually a really important point that you're raising there. I don't think you meant to, but it turns out that when we were first studying this virus, first identifying it in, in the laboratory, first isolating it, we found that, you know, obviously it's in lung tissue, it's in breath, you know, it's all the places we would expect to see it. Right. But, but also we, we isolate the virus from um, feces, urine, and semen. And so the question became, See? is this also going to be, you know, a fecal-oral, a gut-transmitted virus? Is this also going to be a sexually transmitted virus? Wow. Oh, my God, is this, is this virus so terrible that it could be passed every single possible way that viruses yeah. have ever invented themselves to pass? And it turns out that, no, they're not. They are shed through those body fluids, but they don't seem Thank to be transmissible through those body fluids. Thank that doesn't answer, God. Question, but it, that, that doesn't answer your question, but it did give me a good diversion. Okay. Well, we- <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a virtual drunk hug right now, Dr. Cohen. Uh, all right, let's right do back it. at you, Christy. Let's do it again in a couple weeks, Dr. Cohen. I'm always here to talk with you. I love you guys. Okay. Right, Thanks so much. Now.